Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Well, hello there, everybody. You've downloaded the podcast. This is just the show that was live on radio turned into a podcast. You'll hear Maddie's uh, first training session. Mm-hmm. He's going to compete against 12-year-olds in the 100-metre sprint. I'm surprised you're not sore today and you're still... Feeling pretty good. Well. Yeah, good. I did get Esther to give me a rub down yesterday. Uh-huh. I did try to go for a massage post-train se- mm. training session, mm. uh, but unfortunately the Oxley Tire massage was fully booked out. Oh. You know, and I like to go to that one because they're cheaper and it's partially covered on my health insurance. Oh, yeah. I like that. I thought you meant partially covered the entrance or something. Go to a massage place that has two entrances. Yeah. You don't oh, go to those. Don't go to those. I've never Ew. been to a massage place. No. At all? No. <clears throat> You've never got a professional massage? Not that I know. Not that you remember. No. no. Thai massage is the best. The, yeah. the, the one that I go to, the lady stands on your back and swings from the rafter and stomps on you and stuff. And it's, really? It sounds horrible, but it is so nice. Okay. What's the one that they stretch you? I thought that was the a rack. traditional Thai one. That, I think there is a Thai mm. one where they do they that. They do the stretching. They're yeah. amazing. Oh, God, I just love massages. I had the fish nibble at my toes in Bali. Does yeah. that count? No, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. No. But remember, I remember Hamish Blake did it. Remember he was like, I love massages. Would you ever get sick of them? So he did massages for like 48 hours straight. Mm. Oh, so yeah. All different types. Mm. Yeah. Did and he get like, sick of it? No, he didn't. I felt like going, you bugger. All yeah. you're doing is just getting <laughs> massages and pretending that you're doing an experiment. Mm. Very clever. Mm. I hate payday. Mm. Why don't you pay me every day for a <laughs> yeah. month and see what happens? I wonder if we get sick of being too rich. <laughs> you know, I remember when Esther and I went on our um, honeymoon to Thailand, we got uh, massages and um, we went for the, like, they're like traditional Thai massage. Yep. We're like, yeah, sure. And that's where they do a lot of the stretching. Like yeah. they get in, they go behind it's you. It's extraordinary. pull your shoulders back and, and stuff. That. Yeah. Um, but because Esther thought it was just going to be back massage, mm. she took her shirt off and undid her bra. Yeah. So it was just laying with they her boobs They asked you to take your bra off. Yeah. yeah. She thought, that's okay, because it was just me and Esther in the room yeah. and the two massage yeah. people. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But it only became uncomfortable for her when... They ask you to sit up. So I'm sitting up. Esther's sitting up over there. Both the ladies are behind us stretching our shoulders back. So Esther's there looking at me. Her shoulders stretch right back and her boobs are just out. She's looking at me like, I wasn't expecting uh, yes. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. But she has no, she can't even reach around to mm. cover oh, them because her arms are back so You're in the most so strangest far. positions going, oh, I don't know about this. And yeah. I'm going, this is nice. No, oh, you sold yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Swedish the big one for a while? Yes, yeah, Swedish right. is like the deep tissue one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess what's the Australian massage? <laughs> we take any other, don't we? Really? Yeah, uh, there is no like. like There's a the lymphatic physio. lymphatic <laughs> drainage that they do. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm. It's always fun to be in the. We should, go do, we should all go and do a couple massage, but say there's three of us. A thruple massage, thruple massage for 48 hours yeah. if we get sick of it. <laughs> hey, big show today in the podcast, uh, DNA or dating. Um, you said one of your friends on their work site, they're actually putting money, they're Sean, putting bets down Shout on out this. to Sean. Mm-hmm. Yes. On their work site, they're going through and they're trying to, um, they're trying to guess and putting money on it. So I don't know if they're looking at the photos in the morning and then putting it on. It's either I do, I'm waiting for someone to really come forward. Someone said that they want to get cousins that are actually dating. Oh, we want to get, get some. Two. We're, up, we're ready for freaky stuff now, I reckon. It's time to has get some. Has it been freaky enough for you? Oh, it has been a little, but I reckon we need stuff where we're just shocked. If you mm. think you can shock us or you know someone who yeah. can shock us. I think the uh, the half um, 
uh, siblings are always hard when they're different nationalities yeah. or different backgrounds. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they're always a bit like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, a lot of people are having a laugh when we say, are they mother and son or are they dating? And they write, both. Oh, good one. <laughs> if you are that, feel free to come in for the segment, though. I think that one's illegal. <laughs> yes, but it's not illegal wouldn't. if you've got an uncle and a niece. No. Stepmom. But that's not DNA, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Mm. We take it. You know, let take, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. And so you're an uncle and a niece married. can, can get married. Get married. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That is weird. An uncle and a niece. But not so weird that we wouldn't have you in the segment. No, no, sorry. <laughs> Me to each to their own. But I just used to always think that it's weird as a marriage celebrant that I can't marry two guys, mm. but I could marry an uncle to a niece. Mm. That uh, felt weird. Uh, so then I was like, we'll kick the uncle and niece out of the marriage act and put in heterosexual. Uncle and uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Gunkles. Hey, uh, so that's coming up. Um, you'll hear that in there. Um, let's get into it. Here it is, today's podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hello. Evening. People see your act in Jigsaw and it makes them want to break up. Daniel. Uh, yes, he's actually coming to Brisbane April 21st and 22nd. You can get your tickets right now, qpac.com.au. We've been told that this man has broken up hundreds of thousands of relationships, and that's why we got him on. <laughs> but in a funny way, right? Uh, Daniel Sloss, good morning. Oh, yeah? <laughs> How have you broken up all of these people? Our, our producers were so excited about what you've done. Talk us through this. Some, there's some sort of theory you do on, the on stage. Yeah, well, but basically, I, I never meant to break the couples up. It was never my intention. It's just the very, very exciting byproduct of my genius. That's all. Um, it was I, my my dad had an analogy that he told me when I was very, very young that stuck with me, and it was about relationships and about how, uh, especially in modern society, we sort of force ourselves into relationships because we grew up on Disney movies and whatnot. Um, and this insane desire we have to be needed, to be loved instead of trying to, you know, do it ourselves. So, and I just come out of a very bad relationship that I was in a very toxic relationship. So I wrote a show just sort of talking about my dad's theory and my theory. And I told it to a couple of friends first and three of them broke up with their partners the next day. <laughs> no way. And... Uh, I was like, oh, this is exciting. This is, I mean, it's not what I expected. I didn't tell it with that intention. Yeah. But I'm definitely going to start telling this on stage now. So I started doing it during the Edinburgh Festival. Uh, and we're doing a show every day. And sure enough, after about a week of shows, I started getting tweets and Instagram messages from people being like, I've just broken up with my boyfriend. I've just broken up with my girlfriend. I've just left my husband. And then um, took it on tour, gradually started coming in a bit more. And then I got a, a Netflix deal and they released that special on Netflix about, <laughs> I'm going to say, two and a half years ago. Yeah. And since then, I think we're at 115,000 breakups and 300 divorces. Like I, I've had people drive cross countries with their divorce papers to have me sign them. Wow! Oh, congratulations. Sort of, <laughs> so I, thank you. Thank so what, you. I mean, I'm guessing that all these people are unhappy in their relationship, and you've just given them I'm fully the happy when they turned call. up. Yeah, well, as some sort of <laughs> yeah. like mind game. But so what's... no, no, they were all happily married, yeah. three kids, and I destroyed their lives. So <laughs> can you give us a, a pearl of wisdom? What is? What do you start with? What is one of the jigsaw theories? Uh, well, no, it's 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 a, it's a long thing. It's the last sort of half an hour of the show is is the explanation of it. But it's basically talking about how in life we try to force people into our lives because we're so desperate to 
be complete. And what we think being complete is, is what we were raised with, which is to be in a relationship, to be uh, with someone, no matter who they are, despite all of their flaws, despite the fact that you have nothing in common, because being alone is so much worse than being in a bad relationship. And I disagree. I think being alone is a million times better than being in a rubbish relationship, in a toxic mm -hmm. relationship. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just think some people needed a swift kick up the backside as a as a reminder, but through the medium of comedy. <laughs> it sounds hilarious. So, um, so people, I think, would be hearing this and be thinking, I want to break up with someone, so they come to the show for that. One of my favourite things that I found out is people do tell their friends who are in toxic relationships and bad relationships to watch my special mm. as sort of like some sort of dating the ring VHS. <laughs> you know, like sneak in <laughs> through the screen yeah. and tear these couples apart. And if that's what people want to do with it, by all means, I'd love another couple of divorces. Make your parents watch it. How truly in love are they? Let's find out. If you're that confident that they're in love, make them watch my special. I might get that. My parents have been married 47 years. I might get them to sit down and watch it. But again, like the thing I've always said, I don't want people listening to this. I do take immense pleasure in the couples I've broken up. I'm not going to deny that. It fills me with such joy. Yeah. It's a power I never thought I could have, and it's not one I wield responsibly. That being said, they're not good relationships. I haven't broken up any people that deserve to be together. It's always people in yeah. bad ones. And the show has actually led to about, I'm going to say about 500 engagements okay. but that's not funny so i don't talk about that much <laughs> that's, that's like a little side bit side. Yeah, yeah. Like so, yeah are you in a relationship now yes i'm engaged now i want to tell you about <laughs> this theory about <laughs> disney right so, <laughs> i wonder if though if you should be working on your next show for like say 10 years time or, or whatever for when you have to mend children who have uh, issues through divorce of their parents you know like you've got a whole lifetime of psychological things that you can work through here comically and profit off of good idea yeah, yeah. completely fix yeah. the broken children that i helped to create i like it do you, do you want to be my manager this is spot on oh i tell you what off the air we can have some chats where there's money to be made people have been making money off of those children for years it's yeah. about time we got involved yeah. we've been those children yeah. uh well daniel sloss you're here in australia in april qpac.com.au to get yourself the tickets daniel sloss appreciate the time mate thanks for um skyping so in from overseas Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. In our house, my wife holds the ultimate power. Mm -hmm. She is CEO of the family. She's the queen. I am the assistant manager. Mm. And that means that she just gives me a cute little title, but I do whatever she wants. You're a worker drone. That's right. Um, but there's a power struggle in my house at the moment uh, because we have a older son who turns 19 next month. Oh, God, that went fast. Crazy, yeah, right? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. We were just cancelling his birth, yeah. 18th birthday yeah. not long ago. Um, and the power struggle is between my wife and his girlfriend. Oh. And what I've noticed is Ethan has lost something that I still have very much. And that is fear. Mm. This this young man has lost the fear of his mother. Oh. I reckon he's so chilled. That's the thing. He's like, meh. Like, you guys could yell at him and he'd still be like, meh. Nah. Eh. No. Yeah, but like it's... Like, he's seen yeah. you guys 
you see, in all different <laughs> stages. Stages. Yeah. And gone, eh. No, he definitely had that thing with Esther where he wanted to please her. Right. Yeah. He wanted to ensure that, you know, he was always... Like, it was always them versus me. He, mm-hmm. And he picked the right team. I never judged him mm. for picking his mother. Well, you're always going to have that fear because you're always going to have that fear that she will reject you. No, I mean, with well, like, with him, yeah. like, he, if there was a, you know, like, something we'd be arguing about, yeah. he's always going to be on his mum's side. That's just smart. Because that's what, you know, the woman's the head of the family. Plus, you're generally wrong. Well, <laughs> see, even you're picking us the side. See? Oh, we, see do. Do? Oh, we, oh, we do. do. It's the yeah, safest thing so to know. do. Yeah, it's a... And this is over. This is something that he is fighting his mother tooth and nail on that I just can't understand why. And I want to bring him in for this one. Ethy boy, good morning. Good morning, guys. How you going? Hey, buddy. Your, hey, your mum just wanted you to shave and get a haircut. And this has been going on for a good 12 weeks, but you've been fighting it to the point where she's seething at you about it. But you're. Why are you fighting her on this? I don't know. I just like. All right, look. Haircuts are just really expensive. Well, there is that. The place <laughs> I go to is like thirty bucks a haircut. Takes them like half an hour because uh-huh. I don't get that much. Yeah, right. And you've just, got all that time. I mean, I got all the time in the world. I just don't got all the money in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If only your parents helped you out more, but yeah. But let, oh, yeah, if only we did. Uh, but let's be honest, your girlfriend loves your shaggy hair. She she loves your hair looking all rough, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. she loves my shaggy look. And at this point, Ethan, you've got to be honest, you are going to choose your girlfriend's opinion over your mum's. When it comes to how I look... yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, well, that's yeah. understandable. Yeah, you want to keep on being attractive to her. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your mum, you're like, eh, she's got to love me no matter what. Exactly. Unconditional. Mm. But you know... Yeah, mullet. <laughs> you know how much it frustrates your mother. Why Why are you more scared of your girlfriend than your mother? What's happened? Well, I mean, are you more scared of your mum or your wife, Dad? One hundred. just about yeah. to ask the same Good thing question. to him. Exactly, this is what it is. You're not scared of your mum. If your mum goes... Matthew, shave your beard. You'll be like, Esther likes it, yeah. and I'm getting, so I'm not gonna. Nah. Yeah. My mum said that to me when I grew this beard. Yeah. She goes, "You still got that stupid thing on your face." And and like, you, yes. It comes to a certain point where you don't care what your mum's opinion is because she's always going to love you, and you you need to please your partner. There's also the other big point I think we're missing out here. While we have the man on the line with us, is yeah. that he's a 19 year old man, yeah. and if he doesn't want to get his 19 year old haircut. He has the right you, to say no. You know what the problem is, though, Ethan? You are a beautiful um, a beautiful boy, and you're very um, accommodating. Do you feel like throughout your whole life you have accommodated your mother's wishes? I mean, look, I still think I need to accommodate my mum yeah. more, mm. more so now for different things, but I don't think I should need to get a haircut no. to do that. But you probably always have. Like, imagine her asking your middle <laughs> one, Xander, to get a haircut. Like, she wouldn't have the same demands. We can force him at that age. Yeah. But let's be honest, you don't really care what your hair looks like, do you, Ethan? No. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't care less. He couldn't care less. Get half your mum's haircut (laughs) and the other half your girlfriend's and then... Do you think she's upset that she's losing control of you in a way? Oh, yeah, probably. That is 100% what it is. I've had to sit your mother down and say, babe... You don't control him no more. You will never have control of him again. Mm. Until he breaks up with a girl and then he comes back, you got no control. 
Mm. No control here. Stop <laughs> controlling. <laughs> control me. You yes. have me. Yes. I don't I w- want you anymore. You're too easy. <laughs> I, want I want a challenge. challenge. <laughs> well, 13, 10, 60, here's what I want to ask this morning. When did you lose control of your boy? Are there mothers listening here and you've realised if you've got a teenager or whatever, you've lost control of them? Mm. You know, like, are you hearing this and it's hitting home? Mm. You're like, and I reckon there would be ones that, like, got a mullet and the mum's like, I don't like it. And they're like, yeah, but the girlfriend like Yep. Yes. Screw well, you. I don't like your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> have you lost control? Do you no longer have control of him? Uh, all right, Ethy boy, thanks for waking up a few minutes early for us, buddy. Oh, that's okay, guys. Thanks for having me. Bye, darling. Bye. Bye. All right, Charmaine and Scarborough, when did you know you'd lost control of your boy? Well, he'd uh, just turned 18 and he was determined to get us tattoos. And uh, so I did everything to con- try to convince him not to get this tattoo. Mm-hmm. I tried to negotiate to say, well, let's wait for a couple of years. I'll pay for it. Uh, everything. Everything I did. And no. Nah, nothing to do it. So then I realised I had to negotiate. So we went from like a sleeve yep. to just a little thing that, that he could wear. But it was just, it was terrible when I just went, this this child that I always had the stay over, mm. no. And, but then he goes oh, and gosh. gets mum tattooed on That's him. That's what and my brothers go, used to no. always say. What about if I got like I love mum on my yeah. forehead? She goes no. No. <laughs> it was horrible though that feeling. Yeah. And, and that's what it is, I think, for Esther too. It's the they're not a little boy anymore, are they? They're a man. Yes. 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 I think yep. my, I think my <laughs> parents felt the same when I got a uh, a belly button piercing oh, at yeah. twelve. Mm. At twelve, you got it. Yeah. Outrage. Oh. <laughs> no, That's so young. That is no. so young. Yep. Highly to... street in Adelaide for uh, anyone who... It was, it was to a match place the where tattoo. you didn't really... You weren't supposed <laughs> to walk at night. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. right. Did you lie about your age or were you legally allowed to get them at 12? They didn't ask. We didn't tell them. Enough said. Yeah. Hey, Lexi. Uh, hey. You lost control of your son? Oh, the nine-year-old, yeah. I've got five sons. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the nine-year-old's just long gone. He's after does everything the siblings do, whatever the siblings' hair can't have, whatever they're eating, whatever <laughs> the friend, he's into it. And what's the age <laughs> difference then if he's nine? Well, so my oldest is 25. So everything he then, does, they're cracking a beer, the nine-year-old's like, eh, I'm into it. <laughs> oh, he's attempted that one. It's not working. <laughs> oh, Lexi. Oh, no. Yeah, I feel like that with my two-year-old. Yeah, he's got the mullet going on. Even the brothers are actually saying, get rid of that mullet. He's horrid and he's horrid. Wow. And no, he won't, no. What about the 25-year-old? Is he still fearful of you? Oh, God, he lives in the US, so um, probably more the uh, the 22-year-old. Um, yeah, oh, look out, mum's, mum's coming. Oh, no, mum said no. Um, yeah. Is he single? He is currently, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense. What it is. Makes but, sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the UA. See, if Megan ever is out of the picture, you watch Ethan, the fear comes back again. <laughs> hey, Tina. Hello. Do we ever really have control, though? Why do you say that? <laughs> well, <laughs> just listening to some of the stories. Um, anyway, when my son was, I think he was about 10, I took the power cord to the computer game so we couldn't play, you know, on the computer all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some money in the bank. And off he went to the shop and just bought a new one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good old Tandy back in the day, oh, hey? Tandy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it probably was Tandy, actually. Uh, yes. Wow. How old is he now, Tina? 
Uh, 30. Does yeah. he ever ask your opinion now? Uh, yes, he does, actually. It's, it's funny how it, it's gone Comes a little around. bit backwards. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which power yeah, cord yeah. should I buy, Mum? <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Stab Abby and Matt's DNA or dating. All of Brisbane are playing this game, DNA or dating. We do it subconsciously on the weekends or when you're getting about the city, you see people and you're like, I'm not sure whether they're together or whether they're related. Um, So we are bringing it on the air and we're playing it this morning. We need to work out whether Steve and Lisa, who are in the studio right now, are mother and son or whether they are dating. There is 19 years between them, and you can see their photo right now on Instagram and play along with us. We ask them some questions, then we make a decision. All right, Lisa Mm -hmm. and Steve, who entered this? Who's the one that gave us a call? Me. You did. Okay. And Steve does whatever his mum says. That's what I'm trying to work out. (laughs) Uh Would she want to be impressed with, hey, look at my... Yeah, but stuff. Steve would have been forced into it because everyone knows happy miso more kisso. <laughs> so, you, you know, you, you're either doing what mum says or you do what your wife says. Am I wrong by saying that they've got the same, like, chin? Like, they've got the same, like, mouth and chin? Is Are you that... going with my theory last because I got the noses last time? But Well, you know. I'm just saying, do you think they look similar? Yeah, they do look similar. Thanks. Okay, but are we just are we projecting? Mm. Mm. And sometimes when couples have been together for a long time, they start to resemble each other. Steve, what do you like to do for fun? I like playing PlayStation. Sport, cricket, footy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, 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 what games on PlayStation are you rolling uh, out? At the I think I'm currently playing UFC 4. Good game. Yep. And, <laughs> yep. and what about you, Lisa? Me, I'm not home a lot, so I just like going out, friends. I'm big into animal rescue. Oh. I volunteer for Paws Brisbane, mm-hmm. so I'm oh. pretty busy with that. Nice. When you say mm-hmm. friends, I'm getting a vibe from you that you've got a large group of girlfriends. So there's lots of dinners out, there's lots of. You like, you like a, a wine. I like to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll say that. like to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, I see. I think Lisa, Lisa likes to party. Uh-huh. It wouldn't surprise me if you ran into Lisa late at night in the valley. Possibly. Uh, possibly. Right? Does that sound like it meant working, but I don't think no, it's no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't work down there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes, you know, you find in relationships, if a lady's with a younger guy, he can be quite chill and whatever. Mm. And you're like, wow, the older woman, she likes to party and mm. the stamina of a young man. Steve, what's your biggest pet peeve? I hate it when I'm driving around and I see people with their feet on the dashboard. He's very quick on that. Mm. Very very quick on that, yeah. Why do you you not like that? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's it's actually illegal as well. It it. is illegal. If you've ever been to an accident where someone's had their feet on the dashboard, it's not good. (laughs) What about you, Lisa? If there's like one thing in the world that you just hate, what is that? Rudeness. There's no need for it at all. I, I, I can't be doing that. Mm, yeah. yeah. Keep your comments to yourself. Mm. Treat people with courtesy and kindness. Steve, Steve, do you keep in contact with any of your exes? No. Not at all. What about you, Lisa? Yeah. You do? Yeah, I do. How mm. many exes are you keeping in contact with? Just one. Just one. Mm. So, like, text, birthday, how you going, or you catch up? Um, no, we don't We don't catch up, Um, but... Uh, maybe once a week. Uh, yeah, a once message. a week. Is it a husband? It's an ex-husband. Mm. Oh, mm. If they've got kids together, you've, you're forced to keep in contact with them when you're swapping over the kids. Oh, I reckon Steve's the toy boy. You reckon? Oh, yep. Are you a boxers or a briefs guy? Uh, briefs. 
Are you cotton or more lacy when it comes to underwear? Depends where I'm going. Nah. Or where you'll end up. There you go. <laughs> I always right. say... Are you it... on a proms or, <laughs> no. or on a bet? Do you know what I like? <laughs> <laughs> How good is being on a promise? Oh, your day's just so much more wonderful when you've been given a promise the night before. Lisa, I've always said when you wear... If a girl's wearing matching underwear, it wasn't your idea to be intimate. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's always same as if you shave your legs. Yeah, I know, but occasionally you haven't, and you're like, "God damn, I'll just do a dry shave." <laughs> so okay, <Wow>. so <laughs> 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 I'll be back in a minute. Do not come in here. I thought we were sharing. <laughs> I thought we were okay. Lisa, if you, how many times a week would you like to be on a promise? What's your ultimate promises in one week? <laughs> oh, I've got nothing to lose. Seven days. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Seven days, non-stop. Back it up. <laughs> Why not? Okay. I wonder if Steve looks tired, but Steve, same, <laughs> same, question, same question directed at you. Oh, yeah. Went in Rome. Yep. Okay, so I think we've asked enough questions yeah. here. We know for you sure. You don't ask anymore? No, I'm good. <laughs> Lisa's, a, Lisa's Randy. I'm getting that vibe. <laughs> we know that. She's... Okay. Try, just so you know, he can never read the room, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I've gotten all the couples right. He says that all the time, and we're like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think that they are. I think that they're actually related because I think they look similar. So I think that it is mother and son. But I feel like if that's what I think, I should go the opposite mm. and look in dating. They do look very similar, like same sort of shape, face, face. And I think yes, I really think they do. And I, I think she just had him young. Same coloured eyes. And I think eyes. that's why she wanted to give a call to be like, "Have a look at me. I look so like gorgeous." And I don't know. But Lisa's a party animal. From the answers we got. She'd be out late Or is she just tricking you? She's probably at home with a cup of tea rescuing all the animals. No. So, <sighs> you saying? What, what are you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I want to say dating. I think they could be dating. But honestly, I think they're related. All so right. I'm going to look in dating. Because <laughs> <laughs> gonna... I've got everyone wrong. I'm going to say dating as well. Okay. Your, the fact you physically look very similar is making it hard for me, but from the answers... You think that they're dating? I, I think Lisa, uh, as we heard, has an ex-husband, is back out there loving her life, having a great time, and I think she needs someone who's adventurous and young and who can keep up with so her. So we're looking, what, to dating? I'm saying dating. Related, 100%. Straight up related? Yep. What's your reason? <laughs> the nose again. They look similar, don't they? It's all in the noses. Noses don't lie. They only I don't smell. know why Steve is uncomfortable. Maybe he's... Oh, I don't know. They, they do look... you got to admit, they look related. They do look related. Is that awkward if they're not? No, because... Well, no, because that means they're both hot. Hey? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Steve. All right, so Abby and I <laughs> say... sitting on the fence. <laughs> we're, we're saying dating. <laughs> Stav says related, guys. You are... <laughs> Dating. 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 Oh, yeah. one right. <laughs> you, do, do, you do look similar. Have you? Yeah. I've not heard no, that no, I've never heard that. <laughs> How long have you guys been dating for? Uh, three years. Three years. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a vibe, though, that Steve, you are the relaxed one in this relationship and you actually have trouble keeping up with Lisa. Yes, so so. Yeah. <laughs> We're both pretty chill, really. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm. Do you get along with her um, kids? Yeah. Mm. And yeah, how great. did you guys meet? Steve at the time was working as like a landscape landscape dude and he was working on my street and my lawnmower guy was never reliable and I just happened to be driving past and I pulled over and said, hey, do you guys do just regular mowing? Yeah, yeah, we do. Oh, okay, you'll have to come give me a quote. 
So you invited me to cut your grass. History. I love it. Wow. I he love came it. to trim my bushes. And <laughs> <laughs> never left. He never left. <laughs> <laughs> so was it was it the very first time he came to do your lawn that you guys kicked hit it off? Uh, or a bit of texting back and forth. Uh, bit adventurous on my half. I really wanted to get that quote. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, wow. How old are your kids, Lisa? Um, my eldest will be 27 this year, and my uh, little one will be 12 this year. 12, wow. Mm. So how does that go with your relationship to them, Steve? Because you're sort of close in age. Yeah, uh, the oldest one, me and him, get on fine. Did he find it strange at first, or was he okay with it? Uh, he was pretty okay with it. Yeah. Sort of Play said, PlayStation look, together. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> said, look after my mum. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no yeah. worries, we'll do. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 Here's but, another controller, let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And the young one, he's so good, yeah. super easy. And yeah. Yeah, he's and great. D- did your ex-husband give you any grief over it when he found out about no. it? Yeah, I won't even... Ex- <laughs> I can't even say on air the words that... He expletives. That so, we Steve, use. can I ask a question though? When she said she spoke to her, uh, like her ex-husband once a week, you obviously know that then, yep. yeah, yeah, because you have to organise with the kids. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And Steve sometimes had to do drop-offs if I'm at work, yeah, and yeah. yeah. Ups and yeah. you know, it's quite amicable mm. in front of the children at least. Um, <laughs> but yeah, were you going out with? Like, were you married at the time when you met? No, no. no okay, no, fine. No, oh, we well, then, separated. yeah, right. Yeah. Then get over it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, it's the, the only thing that could have made the story better is if it was a pool cleaner. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Sounds like a, a bad adult movie. It really does. Thing. I think, Manny, you've got Desperate every single one right five. so far. I think you've only got one wrong. Yeah. Maybe I'm more insightful than I realise. No, let's not go into that. <laughs> just, just, I think it's called luck. Yeah. yeah. Thank, you. thank you. I love you. Lisa and Steve, thank you very much for coming in, guys. We appreciate it so much. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Have you got a relationship that might stump us? Um, you can register now for DNA or dating. Go to the Stab Abbey and Matt Facebook page and you can see Lisa and Steve there right now. It's Stav, Abby and Matt, B105. Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast, B105. Alpha Box for $10,000. Tomorrow we'll be live on the air with it the 12th of February. Your answers are... Rabbit and Red Hill. I'm guessing an animal and a Brisbane suburb. <laughs> Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast, B105. What would happen if you just stopped wasting the opportunities that are in front of you? If you're looking for something that's uplifting, it is a little bit sad, but just to motivate you, because yeah. I think this time of the year we all give up on our goals. Maybe we're just, you know, because it's February. Oh, yeah. Uh, on our yeah. resolutions. On our resolutions, yeah, yeah. But it's just to remind you, and this was a podcast, um, it's a, a talk that our boss, Will, actually got us onto. And his name is Randy Pausch, and he is an American computer science professor. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a hoot. <laughs> He actually is. Ah. He's pretty amazing. Um, Was pretty amazing. So he's doing this lecture at the university that he has always taught at, and he's doing it on time management. Okay. And they've recorded the lecture. And the reason he's doing it on time management is because he's dying. This is what he says. I'm going to talk today on the topic of time management. I think at this point I'm an authority to talk about what to do with limited time. My battle with pancreatic cancer started about a year and a half ago. But it's, you know, as my oncologist said, if you could pick off a list, that's not the one you'd want to pick. And the doctors at that time said, 
you are likely to have three to, I love the, the way they say it, you have three to six months of good health left. Mm. Optimism and, and positive phrasing. It's sort of like when you're at Disney, what time does the park close? The park is open until eight. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So he's talking about it, and I could say that it's so practical, because he's a computer science yeah. professor. So he gives you practical tips, and they're amazing throughout it. It's, it's even about your emails, and this is back in 2007 or 2008. He talks about your, your emails, how they should be. He talks about he'll never go to a meeting unless someone sends him an agenda first. Nice. And this was even before he was dying, because he's like, why waste your time? Mm. They're just doing meetings for the sake of it. Yeah. So unless he knows what's discussed, and he can he's see whether going. he's got to be there unless or not. Unless someone is writing the minutes, and they say the minutes back at the end of the meeting, he mm-hmm. won't rock up again. So he's saying that it's just so important. Um, and you'd say if he is dying and he's got limited time, why is he at the university? And this is why he says. I have finite time. Uh, some people have said, you know, so why are you going and giving a talk? Well, there are a lot of reasons I'm coming here and giving a talk. Uh, one of them is that uh, I said I would. <laughs> Another one is that uh, going to the University of Virginia is not like going to some foreign place. People say, aren't you spending all your time with family? And by coming back here for a day, I am spending my time with family both metaphorically and literally. Because he said it's been such a big part of his life. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is something that I thought this is true, that someone who has only three to six months to live, Mm. you know, would you change everything about it? And he said that for him, he's always lived by fun. I truly do believe that time is the only commodity that matters. I mean, you know, if you're not going to have fun... Why do it? Life really is too short. If you're not going to enjoy it, you know, people who say, well, I'm, you know, I've got a job, but I don't really like it. And I'm like, well, you could change. Mm. Well, that would be a lot of work. You're right. You should keep going to work every day, doing a job you don't like. Thank you. Good night. Right. Uh, I guess because we do always say, well, I have to do that. But yeah. you, really in life, everything is a choice. You don't have to do something. Would you do it if you had three to six months to live? Well, and I think that, that's a different. He talks about his to-do list. This I would. Is, <laughs> that's it. That's I it. love it. And that's why he went to the university. That's why he liked mm. doing, you know, computers. Everything he did in his life, he loved it. Mm. And he was talking about his to-do list, and I was like, it's so true for a lot of people like myself that make a lot of lists. Anytime anything crosses your life, you've got to ask, why am I doing it? Almost no one that I know starts with the core principle of there's this thing on my to-do list. Why is it there? Why will I succeed at doing it? And here's my favorite. What will happen if I don't do it? If I just say, yeah, I'm just not... The best thing in the world is when I have something on my to-do list and I just go, mm, no. <laughs> so you've got to really be willing to say, this stuff is what's going to be the value and this other stuff isn't. And you've got to have the courage of your convictions to say, and therefore, I'm going to shove the other stuff off of the boat. He has the don't list. What would you guys do different about your life? And I, I know this is sound... If there's anyone out there that I guess has been given that... Like, hey, just so you know, mm. this is how much you've got. Did you change it? And maybe you you lived with someone and that was their reality and what they did. Mm. Because he ended up living for two years. Mm-hmm. He um, went through chemo to sort of, um, I guess, extend his, his, life. his life and have that quality. But it's amazing, isn't it, that he was like, I was always living my dream and I want you guys to live it now mm. before it's too late. Time to people would be something I would change. I think we spend a lot of our lives giving time to people who happen to be in your current orbit. Mm. Like I had um, I had lunch with one of my All oldest of Oh no right. <laughs> no 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 like you yeah. got you guys definitely I love having spending yeah. time with you. Mm. But I had lunch with um, one of my oldest friends um, from 
from when I first got into radio uh, on the holidays, and I hadn't seen him in years, and he was like a big brother to me. And I, when I was there, I felt really sad that I was like, wow, I haven't seen you for like eight years, and I, I love you so much and everything you've done for me in my life, mm-hmm. but I haven't given you any of my time. Mm. Well, he says time is the most important commodity. commodity. Yeah. It's not cash. He goes, it's time. Because mm. he goes, you can never get that back. Correct. So don't waste any moment in something that you don't love, you don't want to do. Uh, Lisa's on. We're asking if um, if you know someone or, or you happen to be someone who has been given a diagnosis yeah. and, and how their time was spent. Hi, Lisa. Hey, guys. How you going? Great. Great. What's your story? Um, so I lost my mum to motor neurone in 2018. Mm-hmm. Sensitive subject, as you can hear. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, basically, she was given, um, you know, like the 24 months from diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And ended up living for five years, which was amazing. Like the Stephen, Haw- Stephen Hawking's mum of um, motor neurone disease. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, all I can say is from experience and having a big family and working commitments and things like that, you just need to um, prioritise and make things um, a necessity because I can't buy back that time mm. yeah. that I wish I had have had mm. to spend more time with mum because I thought, oh, I've got to go to work. And so... You kind of think, well, life still has to function, right? Yeah. Which it does. Um, but once it's gone, it's gone. So that's really set me up now for life and the flow-on effect to work, friendships and all those kind of things that you really do evaluate, well, what is important and where are you putting your time into? Because mm. no one's promised tomorrow, right? Yeah. yeah. True. Lisa, do you think that you now put time into, I guess, or maybe even lost some friends that you don't think were worth it? But, you know, time into the, the, the family and friends more? I think, you know, I've always had a, a, a small friend group because I believe that it's about quality, not quantity. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, absolutely. Like, I just, you know, if, for example, my sister was to ring me and say, hey, I've got this that's come up and I really need help. I probably wouldn't hesitate to say to my job, hey, I'm going to help my sister today, sorry. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Whereas but normally before, you're like, sorry, I can't, I'll be there. Yeah, 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 because we're so programmed, I think is the right word, by that you have to be at work, you've got to do that nine to five, you've got to provide for your family, you've got to get ahead, you've mm. got to get a house, you've got to, got to, got to, got to, got to, and you don't take any of that with you. Yeah, so, that's true. Absolutely. Mm. Thank a good you, reminder. Cool. Thank you, Lisa. Uh, Moira in Hamilton, uh, we're talking yes. about limited time and how that makes you change your behaviour. What's your story on this issue? Yeah, so my story is um, I had a really, really good friend of mine who passed away when she was 14 years old. Her mm. name was Amy. And we were best friends. We spent every day together. We went to school. And it was just a really hard time because I hadn't experienced or been touched by anything like cancer before I didn't understand the severity of it and she put on a brave face and she made me feel like she was going to be okay mm. and um sorry hard to talk about it yeah yeah I just got um photos actually a couple of months ago from when we were kids because I didn't have a lot of them and I'd always asked her mother if I could get some photos from her of us together yeah. And I think during COVID, because we were in lockdown and we didn't have as much to do, she really had time to go through and she sent me the photos. Mm. And it just yesterday, I'm training to become a flight attendant and um, I was on my laptop and one of the girls just asked me, hey, 
you know, who's those girls in the photos? She didn't know who they were. So I explained, you know, this is my best friend. And mm. it was just a sad story. But it's also really important to remember the good times because mm. I was training full-time as a um, dancer at, when she got sick. And she asked me to come and see her in the hospital. And it was really hard for me to get off work. And then the next day I got a call from her mom saying that she'd passed away. Mm. So it was a difficult situation. Um I mean, because that's... my mom was overseas at the time, so yeah. I had to take a, a bus down to Lismore from oh. the Gold Coast. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, I guess what you're saying is, you know, make make the time every day. Yes. Like, you know, yes. wedge the time in. It can be tough, and we do easily find excuses, don't we? Why not yes. to? But if you make the time. Hmm. You just have to prioritise the most important people in your life. And really, in, in this world, it's just about the people and the connections that you form. Mm. That are the most important. Yeah. You can't get the time back. No. Well, thank you to everyone who called. Really appreciate it this morning. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. We under 1,200-metre record, Matt Acton. He was really fast. 13.8 seconds. I remember it as mm. 13 seconds mm. flat. It was actually a tie brace. With who? Josh Brown. If you're 12 years old yeah. and you want to take on Maddie, and bring it, losers. Yeah, Maddie was born to run. Matty does just keep on digging into his past exploits when he was at his peak prime athletic performance. He was a great football player back in the day. We when played he was a game of twelve. Um, yes, when he was twelve, we played a game with uh, everyone that wanted to join in and reclaim their former glory. And then he brought to the table the fact that he was a record-holding sprinter for the hundred-meter dash, thirteen flat, and he won it by himself. He didn't. He drew, as you heard, mm-hmm. and it was thirteen point eight. Mm-hmm. And once again, he was twelve. So we stepped up to the plate because we love you. I appreciate you guys. You're welcome. Yeah. And um, we looked around and we got you a A-grade Olympic trainer. So Sally Pearson is training me for my race next week. And yesterday I uh, drove down to the Gold Coast to her training centre where she trained for all of her Olympics and Commonwealth Games and stuff. I've got to say, guys... Mm-hmm. It went pretty well. Don't hold back your brutally honest thoughts. Oh, that was absolutely sensational. You have real potential for this race next week. I don't know why you gave up sport when you did, because I think we could see a start in the making today. Okay, so she trains drunk. Was she talking about running, or was she just talking about, did you get some food on the way down? Was she talking about running? She wasn't, was she? No, I forced her to say that. <laughs> she, did. she had a script, did she? Do you know what the funny thing is? Mm. He said, oh, it was, it was over quicker than what I thought. Uh. Did she give up on you quicker than what you thought? Because you were home earlier than what you imagined. No, the, the traffic was really good from the coast, you know, that's all. You ran back. Uh, this is how the day went. I've got a few bits here. There's okay. a video apparently up online for you to watch. The warm-up, straight into it. She was, she's a hard taskmaster. Okay. Great girl, but she was straight in there as coach. We've got only 40 minutes, so we'll do a quick warm-up. What we're going to do is on 10 metres back, 20 metres back, 30 metres back, and all the way down to the last one that you can see, and run all the way back, sprint back. And we'll okay. do that twice for a warm-up. So I'm doing one, two, three, four. I'll do it with four. you, yeah. Okay, right, we're not racing though, right? No. Look, Rick, let's go. go oh, you're going to move a bit quicker. You've got to touch the touch line. you got to touch the touch line, it. mate. No cheating here. I'm beating you! <laughs> and then turn. Go, go, go. Hear the wind. <laughs> You're faster than the wind? She's jogging. Come on, mate. And I am running. And down again. And then go all the way to the end. Come on. Let's go, mate. Come on. I'm coming. Come on, 13, eight. I'm coming. Oh, mate. That's a warm-up. You're quick. Oh. I am Olympic champion. How much effort percentage-wise were you putting in there? Maybe 10%. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. 
You're just tuning in. We were practicing running. Just want to be wow. clear. Just want so to be clear. Yeah, yeah. I was trying my yeah. hardest. Now, at the end of that, I had to say, hang on a second, can you help me stretch? Because my groin, like yeah. my groin was really tight. Tightened up. So we did a bit of a stretch. And then she talked me through, and I can't believe this is harder than you think. We mm. did blocks. You know how they start on their blocks? Yes. yes. I said the beginning's really hard. It is so hard. She was setting me up to do it, and they're amazing what these athletes do. Straight some blocks out? Yes. I've never done block starts. Well, it's the first time for everything, isn't it? But I reckon we do it. So these are pretty easy to put together. You just get them from Ikea or something? Yeah, pretty much. All right, so let's get in. All right, you actually look not too bad there. Shoulders over the line. Stay forward. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, you, you need even arm more, strength for even running. More, even more. Keep going forward. And you go set. It's even harder. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's like 110 kilos of fat <laughs> on my fingers. <laughs> Really? So your entire body weight mm. is their their fingers are like a millimeter behind the line, mm. and they lean all the way over, so their shoulders are over the start line. Mm. So your whole body weight is just in three. You have fingers. to be ready to go, don't you? You could fall yeah. on your face. Well, C- the whole idea is that you're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, she said to me, "You jump out, right. and when you jump out, you need to be leapt so far forward that you almost have to smell your armpit, right? Okay. To get out quick. Are, are the, is, is that what you're going to do? You're going to do the block start for think, the twelve-year-olds? Yeah, I think we're going to do block starts. Mm-hmm. That's what okay. the coach has encouraged me to do. Yeah. Okay. Now I've only just listened back to this audio. Yesterday, I told you my scientific theory. I, I worked out between Sally's fastest time and my fastest time ever. Mm. If mm. I had a 19 meter head start, yes. We should tie if I'm still in the same peak performance. Yes. Okay? So we did this race yesterday. Okay. But have a listen to this because I left it feeling very deflated. Uh But now hearing the audio back, an Olympic champion cheated. Oh. She cheated. 20 metres is a long way. (laughs) See, you say that that's long. It's a long, long way. You better be running 13.8 seconds so I can at least have a go at catching you. You're probably... I'm certainly not not in 11-1 shape today. (laughs) Who's going to say go? Yeah, we'll let you do the honours. All right. I might might run off early. (laughs) Who ready? On your marks. Set! <laughs> now, mm. she smoked me in that race. Right. Mm. But just listen to that moment again. Listen to the sound. She did say, I might go early. She still cheated. On your marks. Set! Run, 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 run. Go! Run. <laughs> it was two seconds. Yeah, and, and to be fair, what Olympian waits there for the others to go 20 metres and then run? That doesn't happen. Well, but what Olympian starts running and then his go. Mm. So I left there thinking I'm in huge trouble here yeah. because of that race. But now seeing the vision, mm. I am. I think I'm right. Okay. 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 Well, that's no. Let's leave him with that because okay. that's a good confidence. We need that. That's right. why we sent him down. You okay. know, to get some confidence to win. Okay. He's wrong, but let's let him have. But it. he's not even good at maths. That, it but seems weird. That just he's let him have this one. The maths was correct. It was checked by many people. She mm. looked over the maths and she was like, "Yeah, you're on the money there." So the Olympian looked over the maths. Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, see the video. It's online now. B105.com.au. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. So I just want to talk about this because uh, LinkedIn, remember it was really popular and then it was like, oh my God, LinkedIn. And now yeah. it feels like it's coming back. Maybe people are just changing jobs, mm. but it's like the connection, I guess, for trying to get new work. Yep. I think people yeah. are trying to pick up on LinkedIn. These yeah. Days. Yeah. Mm. 
But I, I know you'd spoken about it, but I didn't know what my settings was. And someone had sent me a request because it's linked to my email. I was like, yeah, no worries. Awesome. Accept, accept. And then comes up with suggestions and then you look at their page. You're like, who's that? And then I got into a little bit of a wormhole. Yeah. And then I got a message going, hey, can I help you with anything? You looked at my profile. We should connect. Wink. Wink. I'm like, oh, no. So there's people that pay for more. And they can see when you've looked on their profile. Yeah, can premium. They? Yes, you can yeah. pay the premium oh, for like 50 no. bucks a month. And I was like, I just wrote back, no, I didn't. And I was like, that's stupid because no, he knows that I did. No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm no, your I ex-boyfriend. Didn't. I know you were on here looking. <laughs> but it just seems embarrassing when someone's busted you. It's like you've gone into their bedroom and you go, oh, I'm just going to have a quick look. Like it's something quite, yeah. no, I didn't. Yeah, you did look at me. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I left my laptop open. My son probably did it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Nobody carries cash these days. No. Nobody. But occasionally, you need to get cash. So, for people who work in service stations and places like that, when you ask for cash out, don't freak out. <laughs> I had to get some cash out yesterday. And when I said to the dude at the Slevin, after I bought a couple of Slurpees... And by the way, the Slurpees were just kind of like a, a means to get the cash out. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, can I get $100 with that, please? He just looked at me and went, nah. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to get 100 Why is that? And that There's a limit. 100 big. Yeah. yeah, they need that money in their float. I think you're allowed to get... What's the limit? Th- what's my, the limit? Well, this is the thing. I said to him, oh, yeah, fair enough. Not much cash yeah, around. Yeah. I said, 50 Reasonable. Nah. And this is his response every time. Yeah. It's like... What can I have then? He said, nothing. Why? Oh, you couldn't get any. Cash out? They're not doing cash out. At no. all? No. They but it, it felt like I asked to buy his child. <laughs> so you had to go back out to the guy in the car park and say, <laughs> yeah. look, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, can, is, are we not getting cash out anymore? I some people like... won't even, some places won't even take cash. No, 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 no. That's really weird. They're like, oh, we don't have a safe anymore. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, but you've still got the cash register. Yeah, it's in They're a snap-off like, yeah, bag no, in the there's drawer. there's no cash in there. Supermarkets still do. Yeah, they mm. do. Yeah, yeah. I know that now. So I left with Banks Slurpees. Still do, but do you know you need to order <laughs> what's it? It's a bank. Have you heard that? Yeah, if you, I if you get need cash a large out, amount. Did you order it? No. Just carry around two sheep and a cow and barter with them. Anyway, just, yeah, don't go to the yeah. ATM. Don't expect to get cash at a servo no more. Mm. <laughs> Only cigarettes and fuel and Slurpees. Thanks. <laughs> but no thanks. Six sunglasses. The best. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. we, the speed right. dealers. The only ones my husband gets. That's the ones, yeah. <laughs> People Sometimes. ask him, you got cash. <laughs> <laughs> so he's getting 100 for them. Sometimes as you toddle down life's winding road to you end up at the final destination, you catch yourself a little bit further on down the track than you thought you might be. I said something yesterday that dated me quite a lot. I finished um, dinner and um, Roy had, had a dessert a little bit earlier than normal. She was like, what should we do, Dad? stretched and went oh let's go for a walk walk it was good Ah, i don't know who i am anymore (laughs) i've fallen and i can't get up are you helping your body digest the food walk could do us a world of good babe Mm. yes i am helping the digest aiding the digestion Mm. Mm. so if you keep moving you won't stop they mm-hmm. do that at the nursing homes they yeah. have their meal and then yeah. they go for a gentle walk around so i unstrapped the circulation machine and uh <laughs> we went for a stroll around the block it was delightful you got an excuse you got a dog that was that's yes true yeah. yes, yes.
Your carer would be very happy with My carer mm. had to come with us. She was like, I do not want to go for a walk. I've been looking after you all day. Sponge bath. Thanks for that. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. There we go. Uh, that's the podcast. Thank you guys for downloading. We'll see you tomorrow live from 6 a.m. on B105, or you can download tomorrow's podcast. Stab Abby and Matt. Brisbane wakes up with Stab Abby and Matt on B105.